Welcome everybody to the Outside Edge, a podcast about all things water sports and extreme athletes. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of things that have happened in the past and things we look to happen in the future. I'm your host, Dave Briscoe. Joined by my producer, Mikey Lee. Hello, everyone. What's up, Mikey? How you doing, buddy? How you doing, man? You know, I'm all right. What was that breakfast you made this morning? Uh, I'm on that keto diet. I've lost a few pounds, by the way. Have you? Almost 10, I think. Um, but uh, you can't tell, I know. <laughs> Where'd you lose them? Uh, I, in my brain, I think. Uh, but um, but anyway, I, I made these uh, mozzarella noodles. Really? Yeah. So what you do is, and I'm just, this is real quick, but you just take a cup of mozzarella, you melt it in the microwave for a minute, you add one egg yolk, stir it up, and then you roll it out. And cut it into noodle shapes and let it uh, refrigerate overnight, and it makes noodles. So you're not getting the carbs. So you're not getting the carbs. It's like straight cheese and egg yolk. I mean, it's straight just fat. straight fat, man. It went right to my heart. I love I've it. I've lost 10 pounds of fat, and I've gained 20 pounds of cholesterol. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it's great, man. It's a great well diet. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Yeah. And also joining us is my co-host, Shannon Best. Hello. What's up, Bestie? Oh, uh, you know, I'm I'm not on a diet. You're not? <laughs> no. He's on a seafood diet. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that's an old one. <laughs> that's an oldie, yeah, but a goodie. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even going to say that. <laughs> What's going on down in Fort Lauderdale? Uh, the usual. Hotter than hell. Great. That's interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. Very, <laughs> very impressive. Really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. Crickets. Yeah. Uh, uh, very. <laughs> wow. It's Sunday morning. Come on. I heard you almost sold your uh, business down there. So Shannon has think escape games down there. There's yeah. the escape rooms that people, you, you lock people in a room and they try to find their way out. I've never done one. I want to do yeah, one. Yeah, they're so really bad. cool. They're really cool. So uh, you got somebody interested in buying it, right, Bestie? Yeah, mate. I've actually uh, got um, some guys that are interested in um, actually expanding the business. Right so, on. We'll see. We'll see. I know. Very exciting. I'll, I'll a bit, probably at the end of this week. I'll so then you'll be on. a full-time podcaster. Yes. Ah, I look forward to noise. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, today we got another amazing guest. I, you know what's cool about this podcast is I get to keep bringing my old buddies on. That right. We used to hang out with, and we just get to shoot the shit. Yeah. And it's, I love it. It's the best. So let, you ready for this introduction? All right. This is a big one. Another big one. So in 1970, won his first U.S. national championship. He's had over 40 new U.S. national champions, uh, not championships, but U.S. national tournaments. Mm-hmm. He's competed in over 40 of them. Okay. Wow. World champ medalist, 85, 89, 91, and 93. 91 finals. There was a three-way tie. He had to beat out Andy Mapple and Mike Jaylander, two huge names in the industry. 14 U.S. Masters he's competed in. Thanks for coming. <laughs> held the Masters jump record for 1985 to 89. Buster Scruggs. That's not no, it. No? Okay. All right. Inducted into the USA Water Ski Federation Hall of Fame in 2009. Wow. So he's a Hall of Famer. 20 years now he's coached collegiate athletes in three events. And he's a 40-year owner of his ski school. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Lucky Low. What's up, Lucky? Wow, I'm really happy now after hearing all that. Was that something? Oh, I was hurting this morning. I feel good now, though. <laughs> Quite a few accomplishments, man. Quite a few accomplishments. It's been my life. Wow. So all of, our life. All of, all of that is wonderful, but just tell us about the first time you ever skied naked. <laughs> 
Mikey always loves to ask this question. Uh, I, I can tell you that, Trent. Oh, oh you can? Yeah. That was, oh, yeah. that was yesterday. I can yesterday. tell you what lake it was on and probably who took the picture. <laughs> well, let's well, hear it. Let's hear but it. it was a tricking shot. <laughs> A it was on track. two skis because it was when we still used two ski, two trick skis. Yeah, and I think I was on Lake Martin in Birmingham, Alabama, and a guy I was skiing with. The name was Hal Hamilton. He ran um, the first Ironman jump tournaments. Okay, and we was out doing a boat promotion. He sold ski nautiques and different types of boats, and uh, he said, uh, "Moon." <laughs> moon and i was going what in the world is he talking about moon well of course he stood up in the boat and mooned me well the next thing i know my pants were down to my knee and i was mooning and it went as everywhere you could see it did you spin so you spun around backwards oh to the boat. plain out yeah you know? and bent over and oh full, yeah full marble sock i was deal. smiling <laughs> wow oh yeah baby well there you go see there you go Flapp, see flapping in the wind i wish that all of the guests would answer the question you as finally well as got that. somebody that great, you man. finally got somebody to answer the question <laughs> that's awesome Wait, so yeah, you grew up in Alabama, uh, and so talk about the start. Like, how did you get into it? How did you get into skiing? What was your dad doing? How did it all start? Probably from owning a roller skating rink that didn't have air conditioning. Uh, come that's on, actually come on, really funny. Yeah, I I, uh, I grew up in a roller skating rink as well. Yeah, yeah, I did a well, lot of roller skating. Well, in the summer when it was really really hot, we wouldn't have skating sessions, so. We had a place on the river, and we went and stayed down there for at least two or three months of the summer when okay. I was out of school. And I believe I started when I was – well, we started before I was even born down on the river. Okay. Were, that was what my mom and dad and some of his friends would do is go off down there and party on the weekends and ski. Uh, that was on Lake Martin? Nope, that was on the Warrior River. Oh, Warrior River. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. was your, your dad and mother were already skiers. They were already – That's right. Not competitive, though. Were they competitive or just for fun? I believe right after they got – to skiing a little bit they went competitive yeah it seemed like it was a right in the very beginning right on yeah and then both of them are in the hall of fame so yeah well your mom has done carol mm -hmm. lowe has been she ran the hall of fame like every time you went to the hall of fame you'd see carol and it was awesome oh wow and she's uh you know they used to have the full structure building that, and they've moved it a couple times right yeah so uh well every yeah. every time i went to the pro tour i saw lucky's mom yeah, she was always at the Pro Tour as well. And, and oh, Andy's dad, too. Andy's yeah. dad was yeah. always on the Go, Boat. Yeah. Come on, Boat. Yeah. Come on, Boat. Well, he was the director, <laughs> I think. And then my mom was the kind of like the um, administrator yeah. of everything. Yeah, she was everybody's mom. She took care of all of us at yeah. the Pro Tour stop. Yeah. Made us sign up on time and all that. Yeah, Carol was always fun to have. But at, when all that started a long time ago, I, I don't believe that things that happen now were ever thought about for sure. I mean, maybe there was some stuff about being on television. Right. But as far as for just some of the stuff we all do now, and especially the wakeboarders, right. and what they're doing, I mean, it's it was never thought of a long time ago. Ricky did his first flip, I remember, on a pair of trick skis yeah. in a ski clinic somewhere. Told me to drive the boat in a circle. Next thing I know, I look back there, and he's doing a double up on a pair of trick skis. Right. Right. So. I try to tell it all the time. I think he was the first double up. He was the first one to do a flip off the wake yeah. off a hit and a double up. I can't remember who did it off the jump, but they used to do the flips off the jump on the trick skis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At the gardens. Yeah. Yeah. The back in the 60s, even, they would do ramp tricks instead of, um, you know, some of the surface turns or right. whatever they'd do. They'd just add a side slide on the jump or backs and fronts, things that looked like you could crash real hard. On right, it. right, right. When did you come to Florida from Alabama? 
in 76. 76. Yeah. So, okay. And, was and that right after the divorce with your cousin? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have to make I got I have to make fun of Alabama once in a while, sorry. I, well, I noticed <laughs> you don't have any teeth over there. <laughs> I'm from Oklahoma, so you can dig it right back. There. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I'm from Australia, and I'm being very, very, very quiet. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, wow. So, yeah, so you come over down to Florida in 76. Were you competing then? Oh, yeah. What kind yeah, of I, boat? Ski Nautique. Ski Nautique? Yep. So that's what you started on right from the beginning? Somewhere I got lucky with a little bit of a sponsorship from Correct Craft when I was pretty young. We bought our first boat from a dealership in Birmingham, and then I got a little better, I got a little better, and then the next thing I know, we was picking up a free boat. Oh, wow. And then I believe I was one of the first guys to get a ski con or a paid contract from a boat company. Oh, were you? And that was Correct Craft like in 75 or so. No kidding. 76. Maybe it was, Yeah. Now, long what, time ago. What disciplines? Were you all three event then? Yep. So what was your favorite? At the, like when you were a kid, what was your favorite? Barefooting. Was it really? Oh, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. But so, I only could go for a long way straight. Step off or? or oh, yeah. Only step off. Yeah. Had my Jean own step shorts. off ski. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. How far could you go? Oh, it seemed like two or three miles. Right you on. Just keep going. That's not far now, though. No. Well, when you're a kid, though, mm -hmm. how old were you? You're nine yeah so your feet are bigger than your body weight it was like having trick skis on yeah, yeah. and you'd go forever yeah, my first ski show barefoot was in pensacola in the ocean no kidding yeah. did you compete in barefooting at all no uh -uh. yeah no competing so wow so your your dad was it your dad or your mom that really pushed the tournament skiing i think both of both them. of them equally yeah. well my mom was a national champion and my dad never He'd never won a, a nationals or anything. What was she national champion in? All three event or just? Uh, I can't remember. Maybe overall. Overall, yeah. So she was tricking slalom and jump. Yep. Yeah. Now, so did you have a jump on the river that you were skiing on? Oh yeah, barge ran over at one time. <laughs> well, how'd that? What happened there? Dad fixed it. Yeah. 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 So, so you had a lot of like commerce coming down that river. Yeah. And the big the boats. jump was made out of tongue and groove wood. No kidding. And I remember he went out there and cut that wood out and there was then a spot of wood in the jump was there a fiberglass on top of the no wood? fiberglass just wood no only wood and wax no I'm kidding wax well, better, with a mop you better hope that you don't like fall and go up your butt oh, you know? oh, <laughs> oh, yeah they, oh. they do that trick or that it's like a it's like a joke trick in the cypress garden ski show yeah where the guy goes halfway up and then he sits down on and the ramp. Slides up. Yeah, and slides oh, up. Yeah. You ain't doing that on a wood ramp. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You'll yeah. be picking them out for weeks. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> wow. So, all right. So now you're you're come here. You start competing. Uh, what was your first pro tour event? And who was on the dock then? Like, who were you competing with? Well, I believe the first one I would have been competing against Linda Levengood Giddens. Really? Yeah, because that was the first Ironman. And Sammy Duvall came. She was there, and I was there. And it seemed like just a few people was there that were just local skiers in Alabama, ski club skiers. And the girls were competing against the guys? It was a special event that Hal Hamilton was having. Okay. And you won a bag of silver dollar bills. Really? 
or not oh. silver dollar bills, silver coins. Silver dollar silver coins. Dollars, silver yeah, dollars. Whatever. Right, yeah. Yeah, I don't have them still. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Where'd they go? I don't know. <laughs> the, the arcade. <laughs> they might be somewhere. <laughs> the arcade. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was it. And that was, um, that was a lot. Then the Iron Man. Then it seems like the Cal Cup, that was like in 76. So how old or, would you have been? You're you're young there. You're you're 20, 19, somewhere in there. 18. 18, yeah. I'm born in 57. 50, right, okay. Oh, that's cool. So, all right. So then, was there a pro tour yet? Not yet. No, pro tours didn't start, I believe, until... I believe until freestyle... Um, skiing jumping involved remember there was yeah, yeah. freestyle there was barefooting um redwood city california let me go to these dates 80 peter stuyvesant okay rob shirley and peter stuyvesant somewhere in england i believe they put together the tour and huh. when they came back it must have been in 81 or 82 or 83 right. what, what was for, the Coors light or bud light Coors light was first or Bud Light was oh, first. Oh wow, I'm not sure about that's that. When the it seemed started. like yeah. it seemed like it might have been Budweiser. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was the Budweiser yeah, ski but, tour. But but it was the cigarette company in Europe that's what sponsored some of those other tournaments. Oh no kidding. And that's where the tour came from, I believe, from being over there. Right. And then they brought it back here, and um, that's yeah. when the different sponsors came in. We yeah. had, we had a whole ton of them. Right. It, all the time. I was I was really lucky to do some of the announcing and do some stuff though and a lot of the um PR and I was I was actually working for an Coors Light. Okay. Cuz you kept bringing all these names up. Right. And then Coors Light finally got in there for a while and then the Coors Light Team O'Neill tour came on and right. they separated wow from doing the the tournaments. But, That's right. Uh, who were your sponsors then? Like who was paying you to be on the road? You had Nautique still. Yeah, Nautique was up till 84. Mastercraft was 85 till 91. And then I went to um, American Skier. Oh, no kidding. Probably one of the best boats of all of them. Huh. But never was in the in the marketplace the same. And then um, I got lucky and um, hooked up with Malibu. Oh, wow. So you've that, been with almost all of them. That was in 95 and... Well, yeah, they're all the greatest boats in the world, right? What um, yeah. what what made the American skiers so good? Lucky? Well, it was American, bestie. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> one one man, thing. Uh... One thing that was good about it is they had one of the first big boats, and it worked good for slaloming. It just worked good for you know going out on big lakes. It seemed like it was the Volante or something. And it was um, like the Maristar Crack uh, Mastercraft came, yeah. Had and then you know the Crack Crafts they seemed like they were just blown up nautiques, right? And now of course all of them are, are just out of this world. They're all like spaceships to me. I know they're crazy. Gosh, I can't figure out how to which button to push to fill what up. <laughs> I know. I'd just rather move some fat girl to the other side, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, tell us about the fat girls there, Lucky. Uh, how many did you have on the boat at one time? <laughs> no, 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 fat girl comment. <laughs> uh, well, what were their names? They were all there. They were all there for my Australian friends. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, between Glenn and, and Jeff, I mean, Glenn Thurlow and I were buddies. He skied with me for so many years. Uh, Bundy. Oh, yeah. Bundaberg Rum. Oh, I love Man. that. Mother's yeah. Milk. Mother's Milk, yeah. Mother's Milk. I that... could have brought that this morning. That would You have been... should have brought some Bundy. We've been very talkative with, with his um, <laughs> well, this is only breakfast. The, this is the only first episode that we're recording, so we got time between episodes. we got time to get some Bundy. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Have you ever had Bundy? I have not. It oh. sounds... Is it a, a good rum, it, or are you just saying that's the one that you drank? It's the best rum I've ever tasted. Because I, I know, like, I, I speak fondly of Keystone Light, but not because it's a good beer, but that's just what we drank back in the day. Because you, you know could afford it. Yeah, because that's what I could afford. It right. was like $8 for 50 of them. That's yeah. in Boone's Farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Bundy uh, rum oh, is no, actually no. good. Yeah, Bundy's top shelf. Uh, I gosh. mean, it's, uh, it's what's the story behind Bundy, Bestie? You must know that. Yeah, it's it's in my state, and it's um it's actually a whole town. Um, It comes, it's about, oh, I want to say it's about uh, 10 hours north of me, Thunderbird. Um, from where I live, and um, it's 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 derivative of all the sugarcane. Queensland was huge for all the sugarcane fields, and um, I don't know why, but you can get the Bundaberg ginger beer and the Bundaberg root beer over here in the states, but they don't sell the Bundaberg rum for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, they don't. It, they I don't. don't. They guys, don't. So every time someone's coming drinking. through. Um, I used to get mine from Darren Atar, Dags, who was yeah, the Dags, uh, yeah. jet pilot. What a nickname, Darren the Tard. Darren Atard. Oh, gosh. No, yeah. Atard. No, Darren the yeah. Tard. But, um, but every time someone goes through duty free, I'm always like, hey, just slip one of those bottles in, will you? So, yeah. Oh, my it God. You good. guys really need to enunciate. I know. Yeah, because I, I, I thought you said Darren the Tard, and he just said, could you slip some of those buttholes in? Duh. <laughs> Wow, yeah, clean up. He's, uh, this non-carb I, diet is not helping you. Hearing at maybe all. Maybe I need to go get some Q-tips real fast. Goodness gracious! Ay, ay, ay. You've been cleaning out your. Know. You know what your problem is? What? You've been using the same finger that you're cleaning Buster's butthole out in to itch your ears. You scratch you, my you ear. Must be packing it yeah, in. I've got an ear infection and yeah. I can't hear very well. Good God. So, crazy stories, Lucky? What about some crazy stories from the tour? We had Carl Robertson a couple episodes ago, and he talked about you a couple times. He said that uh, he's seen you. We were talking about his crashes, and he says, "Oh, you got to see Lucky Low crash." Uh, How did you survive some of those? Well, you was asking me earlier about them. I'm, I guess every time I crashed, everybody dropped their camera or something. <laughs> yeah, you can't find them on YouTube. <laughs> I was looking for them. There's not there, enough. I had some really bad ones. A, a yeah. Like, I like a lot of really bad ones. Can I ask but you, I, as, as an outside person, whenever you first go up, like, because I've never competed, I've never been, I've skied for fun recreationally, but never competing. So, and I didn't even know that they did that long jump thing that Dave was showing me. Uh, when you do that for the first time, how do you how do you learn to do something like that without breaking legs? Well, you just is any time I've ever seen anybody taking jumps, like yeah. on a motorcycle or a skateboard and things like that. Sure, just little jump start. Yeah. And then you go bigger jump, bigger jump, bigger jump. Sometimes you can just go to the corner of the jump, down low with the boat going at a different angle. You could even ski off a dock just to kind of get the feel of going from surface to the water because you go from the water to a surface. Mm -hmm. So when you do that, you have to be prepared by keeping your balance. And the most important thing you probably don't do is jerk on the rope. Right. And the second thing would be probably not look down 
Yeah, right. you guys are catching some serious air. I mean, the one that we watched of you was 202 feet. Yeah, Carl. That was, uh, yeah. Oh, that was Carl? Yeah, that, that, oh, uh, Carl was the longest was jump right now? Oh, Carl was something oh, to jump Oh, man. Up. 200, 200, 200, yeah. 200. Man, I love to announce for him. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Because wow. we had just started going over 200 at that time, right? That's right. And the first, wasn't it Hazelwood the first to go 200? Glenn. Oh, was Glenn the first yeah. to hit 200? Yeah. Because I know. Thurlow. Yeah. Australian. Just nuts, man. Just absolutely nuts. Yeah. It's, and did did you ever hit two hundred? Never hit two hundred. You never hit it. Nope. It's a that's a big space between like one seventies, one eighties to two hundred. Well, from one ninety five is five feet. Yeah, that's a long ways. Yeah, right at that time. Yeah, because you just don't. It's like you gotta add them up. You gotta do so many jumps over and over and over to get right. a certain amount of experience. Yeah. And if you can keep a. a a certain feel for it you know yeah. like when y'all are loading up wakeboarding there's a there's a way that when y'all got there and sat down you could just see you was gonna do really good but right. otherwise you're gonna slip out just yeah. like jumping because you didn't have the right pull from the boat right right uh all right so i just looked it up real quick the farthest water ski jump by a male was 253 feet 11 inches by ryan dodd of canada Anyone? Yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah we all know that's, Ryan. That's I, with a that's with a different ramp. So that's not ski. Uh, no, ski flying's two ninety nine right now. Yeah, oh, no, it it's three hundred and twelve. Is it, it three twelve now for so. ski fly? Wow. Yeah. yeah, so regular jumping is two fifty six now. Yeah, two fifty three. Oh, the regular six foot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is on the Guinness World Records uh, you know website. It says two hundred and fifty three feet eleven inch eleven yep. inches. Ryan, Ryan Dodd. Dodd. Yeah, Canadian You're kidding guy. me? Yeah, that is poking one. Oh. <laughs> Poking one, yeah! Wow! Oh my God, I'm gonna have to see that. He I'm, must be looking at the side curtain when he turns for the damn ramp. You, you I know? believe wakeboarders should jump. I did. Yeah, I was wondering I if, for a while. Yeah, why? And how far were you getting on a wakeboard? Uh, oh, well, I we I don't know. We didn't we didn't really measure feet, distance. Feet, yeah, feet, we didn't measure distance on the wakeboard because we were doing flips and stuff off it. Well, uh, you did flips but, 120 on skis, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's I when I was at SeaWorld, we would do double weight cuts for front flips and yeah, we would poke them out there, but you know, it's still not Well, Zane, when Zane did his first double front, it was 110 feet, but you wow. needed that much distance to get it done. But uh but still, it's not 256. Oh my god. How'd you guys keep from crashing? Oh, we didn't. We crashed plenty. No, I crashed plenty. <laughs> we, we, we crashed I got plenty. the scars and concussions. I'll tell you, I've had harder crashes on a wakeboard than ever on the jump. I can a tips in on a gainer. But, oh yeah! Oh, oh but man! On, on a wakeboard, the the board stops, so you accelerate ten times faster into the water. You at least on skis, you come out of the skis yeah. and you bounce, bounce across around. the water. But this, the board stops and you hinge so friggin' fast. It's it's unreal. Worst crashes of my life. Mm -hmm. I've actually had crashes where you taste alkaline in your mouth. Yeah, and what that is 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 your spinal fluid actually squeezes through your membrane oh. and you taste spinal fluid. Uh. So if you crash hard enough to taste batteries, that's what's happening. You're tasting your own spinal fluid. That sounds wonderful. I used to call we that Tuesday. We should all try it. Yeah. <laughs> God right. almighty. Yeah, that's why I'm sitting here doing a podcast now instead of out waking. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> so who, who was crazy in the day? Like back in the days when you were on tour, any, who was the craziest guy out there? Like who? Who is the crazy after-hour guy? Lucky, Lucky Low was the craziest. <laughs> Wait a minute, who are, you, who are you talking about? I don't think so. Had to be somebody else in your crew. I couldn't do it by myself. <laughs> I believe there was a handful of us that probably um, had certain things we 
like to do and together we could go out maybe and encourage a a restaurant to service quicker maybe or (laughs) if we were somewhere maybe drinking or something we could get our drinks more organized than just having to wait in line but otherwise i don't i don't ever really remember being too crazy no no Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it was crazy. Sounds like he's talking, you know, really. It doesn't. I, know. I don't want to tell too so, many stories. Here. I know. He's yeah. very reserved. All right. Let's just pull one out of the vault. I heard a rumor from Ricky McCormick that back in the day on Lake Roy, everybody used to come into the hotel and they'd have all their boats lined up and you guys would get pissed off because they'd ruin the lake all day long. Mm. So I heard a rumor you guys used to go catch some wildlife. Oh, the gators. <laughs> Put them into people's boats. Yeah. yeah. Only so, once or twice. Uh, Only people we really knew. Really? Yeah. But it would keep them from going out in the lake. Well, it'd slow them down a little bit. <laughs> and you guys would go out and ski while they were sitting there on shore. We petrified. always had fun there. I, I, no one really ever tried to... to. Uh, we always took the time to stop. Right. You know, people, we gave them time. Yeah. We wanted time. Right. We couldn't always get our time first. Right. And once the people would realize that we were there before them or they were there before us. Well, it was a pecking order. And yeah. We had a great time skiing on public lakes. I mean, there's no reason. Now it's even more organized. A lot of people on the chain over, you know, where you live. Yeah. Um, they got slalom courses everywhere. And yeah. Everybody's got their time. They go out and ski. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is getting better. Mm-hmm. You, you trained on Lake Roy quite a bit, right? You trained oh, yeah. with uh, Jim McCormick, didn't you? Jim grew. Oh, Jim grew. Was yeah. there yeah. with Ricky and I. Yep. And then Jim McCormick had ski school a little time there. And then I had mine there, but the true guy that had it was Richard Johnson. Oh yeah. And Alfredo name. Mendoza. Yeah. Over in the little apartments. Yeah. Yeah. Sun and ski apartments. That's right. Now, nice. There's your story, Alfredo Mendoza. Tell it. I won't I probably wasn't even just barely up to his waist. And he always wore one he's Puerto Rican, I believe. No, Mexican. Okay. Mexican. He was a mountain a, a cliff diver. Oh, okay. And he'd always wear one of those little white cut shirts like no tuck-in shirts now. Okay. But the best thing about him, he'd always have three girlfriends with him. No way. Always had three. He said, you have to have three because sometime it's their time. One's always bitchy. And then there's one that's got to be okay. Oh, wow. And they shift roles. And they had shift. That's why he had three girlfriends all the time. He was one of the best skiers ever at Cypress Gardens. Was he really? Oh, yeah. What, what could he do? Like, was he everything? Barefooting, jumping, all of it. No kidding. In fact, was he, I believe he's world champion, too. Oh no, kidding! Three of them. Well, yeah. If he's walk, if he's walking around with three chicks, he's definitely a world champion. <laughs> <laughs> he's a champion of something. For yeah, sure, yeah, man. exactly. No yeah. kidding. Wow. Yeah, those are great days. And then you know, I live on Lake Roy now, so it's uh, it's it's hit the history. There's probably been more pros come out of that lake than any other lake in Central Florida. Well, it's definitely one lake with Ricky being there that everybody from around the world probably came and skied with him at some point right and uh you know he, ricky came over there to australia so many times i i couldn't ever believe it he was just always every t- every spring i'd come down here he was always over there right and i was always wanting to get good enough where i could go to 
go to ski in Moomba. Yeah. And then I finally got invited to the Moomba, and it was like, I think I didn't get invited, though, maybe until after I won the Masters at Callaway Gardens and jumping or something. Right. What was that like when you went to the Moomba? That must have been like a huge feather in your cap. Oh, my. Just the trip over there was a big deal. Right. I mean, like 32 hours of flying, and they came on a plane in New Zealand and fumigated the plane with some kind of spray. I mean, it. oh, the spray was so thick you couldn't even see. It was just. What was that for? What was it for? Koala bears. What was that for, Shannon? We were um, delousing all you Americans. <laughs> well, you that guys was... didn't bring any bugs or anything into the uh, yeah. into our beautiful country. Yeah. Is that what it was, really? Yeah. Now, now we just set fires. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Huh. What? Too soon? Yeah. Too, too soon. Too soon. Oh, that's funny. But we also stayed with different people when we went, and different people from Australia would sponsor the American skiers to come in and the other, you know, skiers from Europe. Yeah. And we would get to stay with someone. And then somewhere along the way, correct craft said, if the masters is pro, then if you're a pro skier, you should pay your own hotel and your own flights. Huh? So that's when what I thought was, was a a different way that you could set goals to be you know with being a champion you want to win a masters win sure get get somebody to pay your way somewhere and take care of you that was really good right that's where you want to be absolutely and always go the nicest places like going to king hussein you didn't you go to akaba before i didn't get that trip the gardens guys went and i was supposed to go one year and uh somebody came back i think scotty clack was out of town and i was going to get his spot and then he came back so he got it. But you did one of those trips? Oh, yeah. I wasn't the one that actually got shot at, but one of the guys came in running. I mean, he was running, and we heard this gun going off. No way. It was Jeff Jeff McClintock, I think. No way. And uh, it's Joel McClintock, multi-time world champion. Yep. It's his one of his brothers, um, Whitney yep. Reaney now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's her uncle. Oh, no kidding. And he, he was getting shot at? Oh, yeah. Well, just shot up there. They were in the shooting air. in the air? Yeah. I'm sure it scared yeah. the shit out of him. Yeah, he's like, I'm out. I'm yeah. leaving. <laughs> yeah, that was the, the king. He came flying over the top of the hotel so close in his helicopter, it blew the gravel off of it. Oh. Woke us all up. We ran outside. We didn't know after the shooting and all that, right. whatever else we seen over there. All of a sudden, he takes off in that helicopter straight up and does a hammerhead. Come on motor cuts off and everything you can hear it start back up and he takes off again wow it was it was that's in that's jordan right yeah yeah that's in jordan yeah wow well lucky can we get you back on for another episode talk about some other stuff what you're into now like outside of skiing and we'll get deeper into that does that sound good maybe maybe right on well i'm gonna wrap this one this episode was brought to you by Pull Water Sports. Pull Water Sports, a full-service pro shop dedicated to getting friends and family out on the water. They carry the best brands, Ronix, Radar, Liquid Force, Connolly, O'Neill, Rusty, Phase 5, all kinds of other product as well. You can find them on Facebook or Instagram at Pull Water Sports or PullWaterSports.com. Every great day begins with a pull. Shannon, what do you got to plug over there? Uh, don't forget to go for the full history. Go check out the uh, www.wakeboard hall of fame. And Mikey Lee, got anything to plug? No, man, I'm just excited to be here. Pl- you know, the only thing you're going to plug is your dog. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Buster. Right, right in the old Amy. Oh, yeah. poor Buster. Oh, poor poor fellow. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Listen, uh, please remember to get on Instagram, Facebook, and share us, first of all. Don't forget Patreon. And Patreon. You got to go on. If you want the bonus episodes, the bonus episodes are really good. We let loose a little bit more. We just had Tommy Phillips on, and, man, he got into it deep about why there are two different kinds of of Hall of Fame. So if you want to find that history, go listen to it. And uh, it's a little bit edgy. So until next time, we will catch you on the Outside Edge.